BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Should Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene be precluded from seeking re-election on the grounds that she is an insurrectionist? Section 3 of the 14th Amendment disqualifies from office anyone, quote, who shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States or has given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Andrew Chelly is an attorney involved in this case. You may have watched on television and seen some of his cross-examination of the aforementioned representative. Counselor, thank you so much for being here. Sure. Happy to be here, Michael. If I call Emery, Chelly, Brickerhoff, Adabi, <laughs> Ward, and Mazel. Adabi, Ward, and Mazel, my law how, firm, yes. How is the phone answered? <laughs> With difficulty, Michael. With difficulty. No, come on. Do they, do, does, <laughs> we have does someone... who can say it in, in a Seriously. <laughs> okay, because I was at Beasley, Casey, Colleran, Herbstein, Thistle, and Klein, <laughs> and at some point oh, it was... Hello, law office. Right. <laughs> We've thought about it. It's true. So tell me tell me the background. You you represent whom in this case? So we represent uh, a number of voters from the Georgia 14th Congressional District, which is the district currently represented by Marjorie Taylor Greene. She has uh, filed an application to be uh, a candidate for re-election um, for the Georgia 14th. And uh, under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, uh, a person is disqualified from serving in the office, uh, a federal office, if having once taken an oath to the Constitution, and that's a very important condition, that she she's already taken an oath to the Constitution, that thereafter she engages in insurrection. And this, is, this provision was originally put into the Constitution after uh, the Civil War, to deal with the fact that you had people who had um, been members of Congress um, and held high office, sworn an oath to the Constitution, and then engaged in an insurrection by being, becoming part of the Confederacy and basically denouncing the U.S. Constitution and launching a war against it. Is but there any precedent, the Constitution, you know, any precedent since Civil War yeah. times? Um, not since Civil War times, um, but there's been a lot of precedent around the issue of what an insurrection is and, and are people, uh, people can be criminally prosecuted for insurrection. But this is a disqualification from office. It's a, it's a little bit like if Marjorie Taylor Greene were not 25 years old, which you have to be under the Constitution uh, to run for, for the office of the House of Representatives. If she were 21, she would be disqualified because she engaged in insurrection after having taken the oath. Um, we, our argument is that she's disqualified, and that's what's being decided by a judge right now in Georgia.
And what's the definition of insurrection that you're using? So, um, well, we we looked to history. Um, We looked to the congressional debates when the amendment was uh, first proposed. And then, of course, it had to go through the states and be ratified. And uh, we actually brought a distinguished historian to the courtroom to talk about this. And what he said is that there are essentially uh, three elements. Number one, it has to be sort of mob violence in one form or another. Um, in the in the Civil War context, it was states getting together and raising armies. But we've had Shays Rebellion, we've had the Whiskey Rebellion, and other insurrections in the past that are a little bit more loosely organized. So violence is one thing. Number two, it has to be critically aimed at interrupting or blocking a constitutional process, like closing down the courts was was in the case of the Whiskey Rebellion. Um, you know, actually shutting down government and using violence to do it. And then the third element our professor had to say uh, is that it's something that cannot be quelled by ordinary law enforcement means. It requires extraordinary uh, means to quell the violence. And, of course, uh, all of those elements from our perspective were satisfied on January 6, 2021. This is attorney Andrew Chelly, and here's a bit of what transpired the other day in this administrative law hearing. Um, Ms. Green, you've had your disagreements with Speaker Pelosi, isn't that right? I'm not sure what you mean. You've had political disagreements with her. You don't agree with some of the things she's done in her career, right? Politically speaking, that would be correct. Right. You don't agree with a lot of things she's done, right? Politically speaking, that would be correct. In fact, you think that Speaker Pelosi is a traitor to the country, right? Uh, you're, I'm not answering that question. It's speculation. It's you, you've, you've said that, haven't you, Ms. Green, that she's a traitor to the country? No, I haven't said that. Okay. Put up Plaintiff's Exhibit 5, please. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Hold on now. I believe by not upholding the, uh, securing the border, that that violates her oath of office. Fair enough. I'm, I'm not interested in her oath of office. You, 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 counselor, you asked a pretty straightforward question. You didn't get a straightforward answer until she saw your exhibit. Correct. Uh, you know, as, as Warner Wolf, the old sportscaster in New York City, used to say, let's go to the videotape. And, and we did multiple times. And uh, this is a person who committed a lot of her commentary to video and also to Twitter and Facebook and she really couldn't run away with it. Wherever she could, she claimed she didn't remember. She claimed that it was fake news, that CNN had edited her comments, all sorts of things. But um, the video never lies, Michael. I was, I was going to say, there are a lot of things she didn't remember. Roll the tape. When did you first uh, become aware that there were going to be large demonstrations in D.C. on the 6th? I don't recall. And who put it on your calendar? I don't know. Somebody on your staff, I take it? I have no idea. I don't know. I do not recall that, no. I don't recall. I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't recall the exact days. I don't think so. I don't recall that at all. I don't know. I don't recall. That was the video, but I don't recall. So where is this now? What's the posture of this challenge? So uh, we are in front of an administrative law judge in Atlanta. Um, uh, His name is Judge Boudreau. He is a finder of fact. He will determine whether or not uh, the three elements uh, have been proven, whether she took the oath, which they've acknowledged, obviously, that she did take the oath, the federal oath, uh, whether 
what happened on January 6th constitutes an insurrection, which the other side is actually contesting kind of shockingly, but that's a fact that he has to find. And then whether or not she herself engaged in insurrection by her conduct and her words, uh, that he will decide that um, we think by May 6th or so. Um, and then it goes to Secretary of State Raffensperger in Georgia, who is the kind of ultimate authority in determining whether to disqualify her from the ballot. Subsequent to that, a party who loses can appeal to the courts, and then there is a, a court procedure that follows. Now, the, the primary is happening on May 24th, so it's possible that this all doesn't get sorted until after the primary. That would be very unfortunate. We've done everything possible to move it along quickly. Um, but if she is disqualified, um, either her name will be taken off, literally off the ballot, or signs will be posted in the polling stations to say that a vote for um, Ms. Green will not be counted in the election. Is there anything particularly unique to her? And by that I mean if Marjorie Taylor Greene can't be on the ballot because of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, aren't there others who could similarly be held accountable? Yes. Well, the group that uh, my law firm is uh, working with, it's called Free Speech for People. Um, they've actually um, launched a number of these kinds of challenges. There are three in uh, the state of uh, Arizona that my firm is working on with Free Speech for People. Uh, and of course, the original one they did, um, our firm is not working on in North Carolina, is against uh, sitting Congressman Madison Cawthorn, who's also standing for re-election. So, um, yeah, where the evidence exists that people engaged in insurrection after having taken the oath, um, there are multiple efforts to um, take them off the ballot. And what have give me a takeaway. What have you learned about this case as as you've gotten into it that you think might be of surprise to a nationwide radio audience? I mean, it's a great question. I think that, you know, what I've seen, and I'm 56 years old, you know, maybe a a little bit older than you, Michael, uh, and people in my generation, I think, don't completely appreciate the power of social media and the fact that leadership occurs on social media. You know, the days of people standing up with a bullhorn uh, or riding up on a white horse to uh, encourage folks to engage in insurrection, those are long gone. The Internet is where it happens, and it's everywhere. It's incredibly powerful. And to me, um, I mean, it may sound obvious, but to me that is a a kind of a revelation to see these leaders. um, Even television is less important than Twitter and Facebook, and I think that's an an important development that we all need to pay attention to if if we care about our republic. Thank you so much for the insight. Fascinating and and great fodder for my audience. I really appreciate it. Great, great, Michael. Good luck to you. That's Andrew Chelly, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. 
Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. By the way, thought that I was a young man. Did you hear that? He didn't he didn't regard me as short and angry like the Daily Show did. Tucker Carlson's. Yeah, but like cheap Eastern European editions. Yeah. Right. Is there a Smirconish in the bunch? Sorry? A Smirconish? Small, grumpy CNN guy. No, I don't. I must say, so. that really is sticking in my craw. I can tell. Yeah. That that's what you thought of when this guy thought you were younger than 56? <laughs> I think, well, he doesn't think I'm grumpy. You immediately went to that? Which is worse to you, small or grumpy? Because, like, you are grumpy. grumpy. No. Uh-huh. Come on. You relish in being grumpy. <laughs> Can we get back to Marjorie Taylor Greene? It's fascinating. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I I find it really, really of interest. And I, I didn't fully appreciate that ultimately Brad Raffensperger again. Hey, Brad, can you find me 11,000 votes? Yeah, that guy back in the mix on this challenge. So by the language of the 14th Amendment, you're disqualified from office if you have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States or given aid or company to the enemies thereof. I have two more cuts that I want you to hear from the administrative law process where my guest was questioning the congresswoman. The idea that there should be martial law declared in the United States prior to the inauguration of President Biden. Your Honor, I'm going to have to. Which I, I actually represent the President of the United States, and that's covered by executive privilege. He, she can't get into any of this conversation. Executive privilege, she's not a member of the executive, and this counsel is here on her behalf, not on Mr. Trump's behalf, unless there's something She I doesn't miss. remember anyway. It's not a proper objection, Your Honor. <laughs> Uh, finally, one more cut. She was asked about a somewhat old issue, but she is under oath. She was asked about a 2019 social media incident in which her account liked a post. Do you remember this? That a bullet? Well, I think they'll say it in the question. Isn't it true that yeah. when, you like, when you personally, Ms. Green, like someone's post, you're signifying your approval for what the post said? No, I don't agree with the, how you're phrasing that question. No, I don't agree with that. Um, so... It's true, though, that you liked a post that suggested that, quote, a bullet to the head of Nancy Pelosi 
would be a quicker way to remove her as Speaker of the House than impeachment, right? Now, you're using a CNN article, which has CNN has lied about me multiple times, and you're using a CNN article as your evidence. Did you like a post that said it's quicker, that a bullet to the head would be a quicker way to remove Nancy Pelosi from the role of I have had many people manage my social media account over the years. I have no idea who liked that. Oh, come on. You're, are you testifying under oath it wasn't you? just want to be clear on that. I am testifying. I have no idea who liked that comment. Fair enough. It could have been you. Right? She's I'm telling she's you, the I question. do not know. She's answered the question. Go ahead. Next, next question. Well, do you know to a certainty that it wasn't you? I mean, can you, can, here would have been my follow-up, I would have said, well, can you tell the court to a certainty it was not me? And then see what she says. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite now through April 15th NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program head to netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Okay, let's do this. It's a lightning round. Hey, Vince, you just heard a, I think, pretty interesting conversation about Marjorie Taylor Greene. What's your gut check? Uh, well, I, I, she's an asshole, so I mean, that's a, that's hard for me to answer objectively. It should be a slam dunk based on the facts presented. But I want to hear your reaction to assuming that she is barred from the ballot. What are the implications for Donald Trump, who clearly gave aid and comfort? to the insurrection. 
Yeah, I was thinking of that when I asked him the question of what might other might others be uh, in in similar. I don't know how I said it. Hopefully, more clearly than I'm saying it to you. Um, the facts would be different as they would apply to Trump. Each one of these would be different. But I think there'd be exposure. How about if I say it this way? There'd be exposure for more than just Marjorie Taylor Greene, if that's the way that it goes. Kelly, in Florida, you most wanted to say what? Well, as far as the Marjorie Taylor Greene thing goes, uh, no, I do not think that she should be allowed to hold office. She shouldn't be allowed to apply for a driver's license, vote, breed, any number of things. But your, um, your guess that you had on when you asked him that last question, he commented on the power of social media. On, on January 6th, everyone was condemning Trump, and they were pointing the finger at him, and no, everyone was distancing themselves until a day or two later when all of the backlash on social media came out for anyone who spoke out against Herr Trump. Sure. They all of a sudden did a 180 and changed right. their tune. Now all of a sudden they're all back in love with him. It's like social media has got far more power than anybody gives it credit for. I think – if social media had been around during Watergate, imagine what would have happened. It's very hard to stand up to that that mob. When that mob mentality, I've had to, but when that mob mentality kicks in, it's hard to resist it. Laura, you're in New Jersey. What do you most want to say? Hi, Michael. Hi, TC. I just have one statement. My party ousted Al Franken and yep. once again, shooting themselves in the feet. That's all I want to say. Thank I mean, I you. know there was I know there was more to it, but that photograph, really, that photograph on the plane when when one of his cohorts from the comedy show was was sleeping. Uh, Douglas, you're in Lexington, Kentucky. You most wanted to say what? Yeah, slippery slope. Let's uh, not let the Democrat uh, congressman who bailed out black flights the matter when they were burning down cities and courthouses. Let's call that insurrection. I appreciated you trying to pin him down on what's the definition of insurrection. We can take this in a lot of different ways. This is just a political hit job. Is she a good congressman? I don't think so, but this is a political hit job. Thank you, Douglas. This is Anthony in Westchester County. Hi, Anthony. Hey, Michael. How are you today? Good. So I think you are wrong about Jordan Klepper. I don't think he's trying to insult you. Um, he is a satirist, and he um, he's a very, very funny comedian. You, I would love for you to even have him on to talk about what he does as a job. I think it's a badge of honor that he named you in one of his bits. This is the guy who called me short and angry. Yeah, but it's tongue-in-cheek. Hmm. I don't know where the bit was coming from. I think he must have thought that with a name like mine, maybe someone in... Oh, oh what, you're going to play it on a loop now, TC? Uh, Smirconish of the bunch? Smirconish? <laughs> Small, grumpy CNN guy. That no, maybe, he thought, maybe he thought that with a Hungarian um, interview, right, that maybe the guy would say, oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. I, I don't know. I don't, Anthony, I will look yeah, I at think, his work. I think you should. You'll, you'll, you'll find it very funny... And within you, the strain of your comedy as well. Okay, I like that. Thank you. I'm 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 out of a, I'm out of a show. I'm out of a show. I'm I'm Sir, I'm, all, guy. I'm all caught up on Winning Time on HBO, and I'm absolutely recommending it to all. It might not be everybody's cup of tea, but 
the HBO show about the Lakers 7980. And I just learned they've uh, signed up for a second season. Ooh. John C. Riley is tremendous. If, if you liked him in Talladega Nights, you're going to love, love, love this movie. It's really, really great movie TV show on HBO. Mike, you're in Florida. What did you most want to say? Yeah, hey, Michael. I was called. Did you watch the uh, the hearing with MTG? Most, yeah, mo- most of it I did. I I can't tell I, you I saw it cover to cover, but yeah. There, there was a point I thought the attorney had been doing great, but then he brought up a quote, I think, from MTG. She quoted a movie. And I can't remember the movie, but the quote was... I think was, Independence Day, if I know... That I, yeah, I think Independence Day, but go ahead and make your point. Yeah, that, that was it. Um, I couldn't see why he did that. To me, that was QAnon-esque. You know, it was like conspiracy theory. Here's some message in the movie, and Marjorie's uh, quoting it. What was your? Did you have a take on that? I read it. Why he would do that? I why was, the attorney would no, bring that I, up? No, I don't. And now I'm I'm kind of embarrassed that maybe I should have asked him a question about that just to try and and understand a little bit better. But I really, I don't know yeah, I was the really answer. Hoping he was going to take some questions. Yeah, uh, my deficiency, Mike. Thank you for that. I appreciate it very much. That was a good conversation. You know what? I like what we've done today. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.